Fucking hell, a real life ghost. Hey, Kath. Hey, Ed, you okay? Yeah, good. Sh- uh, how are you? Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, fine. Thank you. Shall we? Yeah, I reckon. Do you know where we're meeting him? A house. Just a house? Yeah, I've got the address here on my phone. So okay, great. Just follow, follow the sat nav. Yeah, good. Have you had any uh, nightmares of late? Um, so it was last night's was a bit weird. I was late for a, uh, a maths test, which I knew I was going to fail. <sighs> wasn't wasn't ideal, uh, but I also had a um, a massive pineapple necklace, mm. so it, and it was weighing me down. So I couldn't. I needed to get over a fence to get to the class, and I couldn't. It was weird. How about you? Yeah, my dog barked his shit out this morning, so I had to clean that up. So it's, it's just not a good way to start a day. No. First thing before a coffee, sort out his lamb. That's disgusting. Sorry. As, uh, as James said, what this uh, story is about, that he's going to tell us. He keeps on saying, it's cerebral. Just before I go to bed, he'll ring me up and be like, it's cerebral. Wait, okay. Right, okay. And then I get a text message, it's cerebral, remember? He'll uh, FaceTime me and say, it's cerebral, and then wink really slowly. Right. And I'll say, okay. Did he give off the sort of believable vibes? Like... Is it, is it is the story worthy of Spooktown lore? I, I don't know. I guess that's what we do, isn't it? We go in and we listen to his uh, cerebral story. Uh-huh. And if we believe it, great. We whack it in the archive. Mm-hmm. If we don't believe it, see a later story. So his story might be bullshit then, basically? I think that's what cerebral means, yeah. Yeah, OK. Oh, there he is. James, welcome to Spooktown. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So spooky. Yeah, welcome to Spooktown. Population, yikes. <laughs> this is a, a nice house you've, you've brought us to. Oh, or so it seems. Okay. For, to me, from the outside, it seems very nice. Um, quick quick question. Yeah. How many ghosts have you seen this week? Or encou- encountered, yeah. Uh, this week? Mm-hmm. I, not confirmed, but I think... <laughs> Everyone I've seen this week has been a ghost. <laughs> but um, never ask. Mm. There's a ghost policy. Don't ask, don't tell. So I haven't Fair enough. I haven't followed any of it up, but everyone seems a bit ghostly these days. I don't know if you've noticed that. All of London seems like a goddamn ghost town. That's a bit of topical for you. Really? Yeah. Nice. yeah very <laughs> really nice. nice. <laughs> so that's roughly 100 uh, one, I, I, just li- I haven't left the house. Just my girlfriend. One. I actually do know for a fact she's alive, to be fair, so make that zero, actually. She lied. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Reduce that to a gentleman's naught for the liar, James. Okay. Not guess That seems like a fallow, fallow week, then, ghost-wise. Yeah. Just kicking around. Uh, no real ghosts to speak of. <laughs> What's the what's the spookiest th- what's the spookiest thing that's ever happened to myself? To yeah, sorry, to you. Me, but me personally, I was a I, w- I would have been a teenager, and I don't know how old. And I heard something downstairs. This is a true story. Heard something downstairs, and uh, middle of the night, everyone was asleep. And I was like. Hanging around downstairs, I got up and I looked down onto the top of the stairs. I looked down and you could see into this room. 
it was just a room that I had my drum kit in and stuff. But then there was loads of books on the bookshelf. Um, massive bookshelf. And I looked into that room from the top of the stairs. I could see down into it. And there was a torch. Torch light. Just scanning the bookshelves. And going along just up and down the book. Just, just shelf after shelf. And I watched it for a while. I was frozen and really scared. of like a fucking burglar in the house. And then... I ran to my parents' room, so I made quite a lot of noise. Woke them up. They rushed out. My dad, totally in the mood. <laughs> and they ra- ran downstairs, turned the lights on. No one was there. And I, I, I literally had to check the whole house with them. I think my dad put on some clothes and then checked the whole house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but, you know, Joe, you know what? I don't have a specific memory of that because I was so scared, so I can't verify whether he bothered. <laughs> He might have just gone, oh, come on, whatever. But uh, Finally, I get to check the house in the nude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, an excuse. <laughs> but no one was there, no one was in the house. Uh, all the doors, like the back, back door, front door were locked. Um, but, I mean, I know what I saw. That is spooky, though. Yeah, that's genuinely spooky. So I don't know. Was it, it must have been through the window. Yeah, there was a... You know, sliding door, patio kind of set up into you know, into that room at the far end. So maybe there was someone in the garden having a look around. And then when all the lights on and they saw a naked man run mm. out of his bedroom, they were like, <laughs> they, let's go. They booked it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got what we came for. Let's go home. Finally. <laughs> that's, um, that's fucking terrifying. Mm. I was scared. I was very, very scared. I think home invasion's just genuinely terrifying. Yeah, I mean, they try to make us less scared of it with the home alone. <laughs> but it still is scary. Yeah. I think that when I first saw those home alone films, in my you know little little boy mind, did think, oh, I can't wait until I get to do something like that. <laughs> um, I didn't really take into account that not all, that most robbers aren't just bumbling comical idiots. <laughs> They're actually like... They have no morals and, yeah. and it doesn't matter. <laughs> what I find mad about the Home Alone films is that he technically kills them ten times over. Like, he yeah. smashes, like, irons into their head and stuff like that. They would yeah. be dead. They would be dead. This kid would just be in this mansion with loads of mad mannequins around and just some dead robbers. It's really dark. Yeah. Even at the time... I remember thinking, I can't believe I'm being allowed to watch this. Because even even at, at the age I was, mm. I was like, that is too violent. It's like that's especially the iron, the red hot iron on the face yeah. from a height is psychopathic. You'd be dead. You'd be dead. It's proper bad. You would die. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, a film franchise about a, a child murderer. <laughs> Kath, do you want to ask your question? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, would you rather be a ghost? A vampire or every hamburger in the world ever? Very interesting question. Thank you. Now, I feel like I've been Devin Brown, because I, 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 I want to say ghost, but I feel like, because we've been talking about ghosts so much, maybe that's just in my head. Mm-hmm. I'd hate to be a vampire. I would hate it. <laughs> you <seem> really <laughs> strong opinion on that. Yeah, well, it just seems horrible. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like having to only be up at night and to bite people's necks and drink their blood to survive. And then they, you turn them into a vampire as well, and you've got that on your conscience for ages. So, you don't have to. That would be your choice, I think. <laughs> well, you either kill them or you turn them into a vampire. So either, either way. Well, no, you, there's, there's ways around. You could, you could go to, like, 
blood banks and stuff like that, couldn't you? I just drink that. Yeah. 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 Joe, you know what? I wouldn't enjoy that either. So you know, <laughs> I, I, I think yeah, if that's the best it can possibly get is that I go to blood banks, and even then, I would feel bad because I'd be going to blood banks and drinking the blood, and that is meant for patients. yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. So I'd feel bad about yeah. that. You'd be killing people that way, actually, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah. So you're still kind of yeah. Like, yeah, killing them in the long run. So mm. it would be all, and also I don't like the thought of living forever because you know living forever in that way. But living forever as a ghost, fine, because the only thing there is that I'm between worlds. People can only see me if I want them to. And that's quite nice. I know that's eternity that way. And I can choose whether to, you know, I can help people. Or if they're not nice, I can haunt them and do stuff that's like... Because, okay, like, you know, yeah. there are loads of horrible people out there. Yeah. And it'd be great. I'd love to be invisible. I've always, always thought that. <laughs> I would love to be invisible. Yeah, you love the idea of an- anonymity. Are you yeah. the kind of person that comments under Guardian ar- articles under a f- fake name? Not yet. But now, you, now you've given me that idea. If, if that's the way I could be a ghost, going around on the internet trolling people, I, I get the appeal now. Anyone who's ever said I was shit on Mot the Week, I understand. <laughs> Apologies, my Joe. What? My bad for blocking you. <laughs> I've noticed you're heavily avoiding the every hamburger ever. Well, option. Look, there are are good elements to the question that Kath asked, and there are not so good elements. (laughs) And I would say every hamburger ever was a real cut. It's not comparable to the first two, which are, you know, horror kind of figureheads, uh, icons. You don't think it's horrific to be every hamburger in the world ever? I think that's the most horrible one. It's horrific, yeah. I don't think I've seen it in. I mean, it's not a horror. Genre state, it's not, so it's not it's a state of the horror no. genre. It, it is like hamburgers. I mean, also, like, I mean, of course, I wouldn't want to be every hamburger ever. I wouldn't want to be eaten and then shat out. None yeah, of that fair. sounds good. I'd even take a vampire over being every hamburger, <laughs> which you know my feelings about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've never, I've never been as that passionate about anything in my life as you are about not being a vampire. I would hate it. And I don't know why anyone would ever... Every time you watch like a, a vampire film, there's always one character who's a human who wants to be a vampire and wants to get bitten mm. and live forever and be... Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Like, <laughs> think it through. It won't be nice. Should we hear what you have to say about this house that we're stood outside? Oh, would you like to hear a ghost story? I'd love to hear a ghost story. About about what happened right here? Yes, about what happened right here. Please. Okay, yeah. Okay. Let me get up my Google Docs. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a real cerebral one as well. So, you have you ever seen the film Mother? I start, started watching it and then I stopped. Yeah. So that's what this is like. So let's probably stop it about 20 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so let me know where you want to yeah. just pack it in. <laughs> the alarm clock went off and Elizabeth awoke from a peaceful slumber. She said a short prayer, then clambered out of bed and stretched, used the bathroom and made her way into the kitchen for breakfast. She looked around the kitchen and smiled. She still couldn't believe she'd found the furniture she wanted. The cute wooden table and matching wooden chairs looked adorable, and the wooden countertops completed the look perfectly. She was craving eggs, 
so turned on the gas hob, then opened the wooden cupboard to fetch a frying pan, but was instead met only by wooden bowls and wooden spoons. She opened the next wooden cupboard to find the exact same thing. Confused, she turned off the hob and the flame vanished. All was quiet. Suddenly, all four hobs roared into life at once, flames shooting up halfway to the ceiling. Elizabeth turned off all four hobs to zero, but nothing happened. The fire only got fiercer, and soon the flames had spread to the wooden countertops. Elizabeth ran to the wall where the fire extinguisher was mounted, only to find it missing. The flames soon engulfed the cupboards and were reaching out towards the tables and chairs. Elizabeth ran towards the door, but to her horror, it had disappeared. The door through which she had came, as well as the door to the outside world, were both absent. She turned to see the entire kitchen was now aflame. The fire closed in around her, and all turned to black. The alarm clock went off, and Elizabeth awoke with a start. She was hyperventilating and afraid, her hands patting down her entire body in a fit of anxiety. It was just a dream. She wasn't on fire. She was safe in her bed. Oh, thank you, Lord God, she blurted out, hands pressed tightly together in prayer. Praise be to you, Lord. She leapt out of bed and ran into the kitchen to check on things. Everything was as it should be. She needed to relax, so poured herself a cool glass of water from the kitchen tap and glugged it down. Then another, and then another. She didn't know why, but no sooner had she drank one glass of water, she'd find herself pouring the next. Seven glasses, eight glasses, nine, ten. After her twentieth glass of water, she felt it, like a sword to her bladder. She had to pee, ASAP. Elizabeth ran back into the bedroom and into her ensuite. She lifted her toilet seat, turned around, dropped her PJ bottoms, then sat down, only to fall hard onto the tiled floor. The toilet had vanished. Elizabeth was in pain. She may have shattered her coccyx. She stood up and began dancing around the room in an attempt to get rid of the pee. This couldn't be happening. Surely not. She had to go, and she had to go now. She turned to the shower, but it had vanished also and been replaced by a roaring fireplace, as had the sink and indeed the toilet. And then she pissed herself and the room caught on fire. The alarm clock went off and Elizabeth woke up screaming. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Honey, are you okay? Robert was sitting next to her, in his PJs, his hands on her arms in an attempt to reassure her that the nightmare was over. I was on fire, Elizabeth wept, and I I wept myself. It was only a dream, said Robert. Come on, you're awake now, you're with me and you're safe. Let's have some porridge and a cup of tea, then get ready for church. Elizabeth dove into Robert's arms, relieved she was back in the real world once more. He rubbed her back, soothing all the fear away, saying a prayer under his breath, asking God to take away his wife's recurring nightmares. The couple walked into the kitchen, only to be greeted by the sight of 100 gas ovens, 50 fireplaces and a 1,000 wooden chairs. They turned back towards the bedroom but came face to face with a doorless wall. "'Could I admit something to you?' said Robert. "'I can't remember how we met. I don't remember becoming your boyfriend and I'm pretty sure I've never been in love with you.' Elizabeth watched as the scorching hot flames wrapped themselves around his face and torso, his screams like a high-pitched power tool. And then it was her turn. The alarm clock went off, and Elizabeth awoke. She was alert and ready for the fire to attack. But an attack never came. Ever. Ever again. Every day became more blissful than the last, and she praised God for it. Elizabeth would eat marmalade crumpets for breakfast and water her plants each morning. She would exercise in the afternoon and tend to her garden before curling up in front of her favourite movie in the evening. But she knew, deep down, that the fire had not been a dream. It was real. 
She had died, and now she was in heaven. One morning she looked out of her window and noticed a white bird soaring gracefully above the trees at the bottom of her vast and luscious garden. It was a dove, but not just any dove, a dove of peace. She knew in her heart that this was God's way of letting her know that there would be no more fires. He had tested her, and she had passed. Her faith had been rewarded with the gift of eternal life. The dove flew closer. Elizabeth watched as it made its way up the garden, its eyes fixed on her, a slight smile in its beak. Elizabeth held out a solitary finger, and the dove landed on it weightlessly. The two gazed into each other's eyes, and all was good. The alarm clock went off, and God awoke in a weird mood. He lay in bed. Something felt off, and he didn't like it. He decided to summon his dove, so opened the window and extended a finger. His dove landed elegantly on his knuckle. What can I do for you, my lord? I want you to tell everybody that they're awesome, said God, that they can achieve whatever they set their minds to and be whoever they want to be, okay? The dove nodded. Sounds lovely, it chirped, and hopped off of God's finger and onto the windowsill. Will that be all? Yeah, I think so, said God. Off you go. The dove nodded and turned to take flight, when all of a sudden, another dove landed on the windowsill. God was surprised. He wasn't expecting any other doves so early in the morning. The new dove looked up at God, then turned its gaze slowly to the first dove and approached it, gradually tipping it onto its side and effortlessly using its beak to tear out its vocal cords. God watched as his dove spluttered and died. The new dove turned its beady eyes and bloody beak towards God and said, I know what you did to Elizabeth, you omnipresent fuck! What are you talking about? God panicked. Oh, please, said the dove. I know everything you've ever done, and I've told everyone. The colour drained from God's face. Everyone, he whimpered, as a distant rumbling from the outside world made itself known and quickly grew louder. It sounded like a thunderstorm, but the sky was clear blue with white clouds. The clouds were moving, though, bustling and twisting, expanding and drawing nearer. They were doves, swarms and swarms of bloodthirsty doves. They shattered God's window like a runaway train and swirled around the room like a feathery tornado. Their razor-sharp beaks ripped and tore at God's flesh, little by little until the blood filled his eyes and his bone tasted fresh air. He dropped to the floor in a mushy heap and the doves picked away at him for a week or so until there was nothing left. The alarm clock went off and Elizabeth opened her eyes to see her dove friend perched on her bedside table. It's done, quoth to the dove. He's dead. End of the scary story. <laughs> that was a fucking wild ride. Scared? Yeah, not of you. Not of the story. Well, you know. <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> that was, um... That was so intense. Mm. <laughs> that was very fast. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not 100% sure what I mean by that, but it was very fast. Yeah. Sometimes I spoke quite quickly. Yeah, you did. But, I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it's about? Nothing. I didn't... I didn't know doves could be quite so violent. What? It's about nothing. <laughs> Is that... Am I wrong? No wonder you gave up on Mother halfway through. Yeah, to be fair, I stopped listening 20 minutes in. <laughs> I think it's about God getting eaten by a doves. Mm. On the surface. And that all, that all happened here in this house? 
Well, yes. It all happened here in this house. You'll look around this bedroom, and maybe you notice in the corner there, on, on that desk, there's a computer. Sure. That's where it happened, guys. That's where it all happened. On that computer. On on the internet, or <laughs> on... Some of it, yes. <laughs> what? Some of it happened on the internet. Was the God stuff on the yes. internet, or was it, was, is it sort of like a, a flat share? God was on the internet. Do you have to be James Acaster to get really get this story? Well, me or my friend Wayne from school. <laughs> Wayne, if you're listening, I hope you had a blast. <laughs> Wayne, will he, he'll get all of that. Are you familiar with the computer game The Sims? Yes. Right, yes. When you were in school, did you play The Sims oh. and for a laugh, fill okay, rooms with yeah. th- things that would catch fire and things that produced fire and then take the door away and watch them burn to death? Yeah. This has blown my mind. Yeah, it's all fallen into place now. Um, uh, like, build, build a swimming pool, take away the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I think the issue for me is it's been 20 years since I played The Sims. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big old callback, isn't it? Mm, hell of a callback. Still in your life, isn't it? <laughs> um... I, I tell you what, if, if things being from your childhood is an issue, then go and tell that to Peter <laughs> Kay if he can hear you through his millions of pounds. <laughs> it's not quite the scariest, like, it's not quite the big light, is huh? it? It's not quite turning the big light on of, of scary stories. It is. It's like, it's like when someone tells you what Mother's about, you're like, oh, man, such a good film. So that obviously Elizabeth is in The Sims, isn't she? She's a character in The Sims, and she keeps on having her place rebuilt and set on fire. It, it, the, the person yeah. playing the game, who is obviously God, is, uh, is making her piss herself and stuff like that for a laugh. But then everything's fine for her, isn't it? And it's okay. And it's because... The teenager who once played The Sims has grown out of it. Like you said, Kappa, it was a long time ago. You see, so you leave The Sims, mm. you just leave it alone, you don't play it anymore. And so she gets to just live a nice life and it's fine. But you move on to other stuff, don't you? What, 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 what main computer yeah. game are we all playing now? Uh, have you heard of a little thing called Twitter? Uh, what, <coughs> what's the logo for that? A little white bird. A little white dub. And... And so that's what we're playing now. And all the people who used to set fire to people on The Sims, we're now all getting our comeuppance because Twitter knows everything you've ever done, doesn't it? And it will, it will get you. And they'll all come on you. They'll all come, <laughs> not come on you, but they'll all, all, they'll all come now for I'm you. Now I'm on board. Now I'm on board. Yeah, all, all, where now? That's a better story. You so know. the doves are come. I get it. Everyone. <laughs> everyone attacks. Attacks the that horrible person, a horrible teenager, and they've grown up now and now they're playing, they're on Twitter all the time, and now it's their turn to get destroyed. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know what? Really good, actually. It's a shame you had to explain it afterwards. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. And it does explain why the house isn't burnt to a crisp. Yes. And we're just standing in a nice house with a computer in the corner. Mm. I find it weird that there's a computer in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, it's unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. well, that's, that's... Aren't you wondering what happened to that 
a guy who was on Twitter. I assume it's you. Huh? No, it's uh, some punk. <laughs> but no one's seen him since that day when he got cancelled on Twitter. No one's seen him. Huh. So it's not actually a spooky story then? Huh? It is pretty spooky. It's someone playing The Sims. Someone playing The Sims and then 20 years later getting cancelled on Twitter. It's the horrors of modern life. What did he get cancelled for? Uh, cultural appropriation. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it, was like, it wasn't even an inappropriate cancelling. Well, actually, no. I changed my answer. <laughs> well, they got cancelled because of all the stuff they used to do on The Sims, I guess, if you, if you go over the story. So that's what they get cancelled for. It's because they used to... Even if they won't do it in real life, people aren't, aren't buying that shit. And like, no, I'd never want to like set fire to women in real life. And they're like, well, you did it on The Sims enough times. This guy's sick. So <laughs> and then Twitter just... So he's just been cancelled <laughs> because of how he used to play The Sims. Because he got sick mind. Yeah. Everyone's just like... Okay. Ah. Oh, we heard you used to routinely set women on fire on The Sims over and over again. He's like, oh, I'd never do that in real life. Oh, yeah, as if right, right. your mind came up with that, you sicko. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And because he's grown up to be a fireman. <laughs> <laughs> Did Elizabeth orchestrate this? Yeah. Great. Now, back on board. Well... Oh, wait, what? Yes, <laughs> yes, because all the characters in The Sims are real, and when she sees the dove and it flies over the garden, that's her looking across the computer. It's her, she can see everything in the computer, and she can see this Twitter icon, and it, it's able to reach out to the Twitter sphere. Mm. So it's sort of like... And make her story It's done. like Mother meets Wreck-It Ralph. Yes, Wreck-It Mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is, and and here's the thing, here's the irony. It's all really the story is about how teenagers love computer games, but they have to be able to destroy people on it. Like when he was a little teenager, he was killing all the Sims, mm. and now the teenagers of today, they play Twitter and they destroy real human beings. So who's the real monster? Elizabeth. Yeah, I guess she's like a computer game character that's come yeah, to life. Yeah, terrifying. <laughs> that's the scary bit. Yeah. I get fucking... And the doves. I did loads of shit on The Sims. Making them have sex mm. and then moving the bed. Yeah, I didn't want to write that story. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it was set in this computer here. This this 20-year-old yes. computer. Um, yeah. That's a lovely little twist. Anyone who plays on that computer yeah. dies. Oh. That's unexpected. Another yeah, great that's... twist. Yeah. Some kid in Spooktown was uh, burning Sims people alive and got their comeuppance and now they're dead. Could have been any one of us. So, and there's other mm. people who have used that computer and died over the years as well. Oh, really? The police have investigated the death. <laughs> uh saw the computer was open and uh, said to the constable who was with him he said um, 
uh, is it A? What was that? Uh, who who played uh, Laurie in the original little, in the Little Women? It wasn't. He's Batman now, and it was. I, I can't remember. So I'll Google it. I'll Google it. And then he googled who played Laurie in Little Women, and uh, and it came up. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. It was, it, there he goes, Christian Bale. I knew it was. And then he stepped outside the house, and he was hit by a lorry. Wow. <sighs> so the the machine is the ghost. The machine is haunted by a ghost. Whatever you do on the computer. It will make it real and it will kill you. So the go- is Elizabeth a ghost or is Elizabeth uh, just a created character that is able to emerge from The Sims into Twitter? Yes, the second one. Or is... <laughs> no, the computer is, is, has got the evil okay. in it and makes whatever's in the computer evil. Okay. And it, makes, it made her come to life and be able to go to Twitter and set the doves on the, the so guy. So was it Laurie okay. or Christian Bale who was driving the lorry that killed the policeman? It was just a lorry driven by uh, Twist. <laughs> <laughs> the, boy, the boy who died's dad. Huh. Coming home from work. Coming home from work. So it's not what, whatever happens on the computer kills you in real life. Well, it's because he put lorry in and then a lorry killed him. Oh! He googled. Didn't get that, yeah. Who played Laurie in Little Women? And then a lorry killed him. And yeah. then he got hit by a lorry. Okay. It's strange that a lorry came down this street. It's quite a sort of residential area. Yeah. I guess that's part of the spook. People get run over every day by it. Oh, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but on one occasion, one of them had Googled a lorry beforehand. Had Googled the word lorry beforehand. And people think that's coincidence. So but that's, yeah. I, I suppose... When you say anyone who uses yes. this computer dies, that in and of itself isn't actually very scary because, of, of course, anyone who uses or does anything dies. Oh, yeah, but not under mysterious circumstances like this. It's always connected. But then if if, if that lorry is constantly running people over, which is awful, hmm. that's also not that suspicious. But he, you know... It is in a residential area. Not if he's doing it every day. These are the people who have used the computer... The the young lad who was burning people yeah. on The Sims and using and using Twitter died of bird flu because <laughs> uh, obviously the story's a metaphor. Mm. But in real life, died of bird flu <laughs> right. after being cancelled. <laughs> so he got cancelled and then caught bird flu the same day and then died. That's a rough weekend. And then, yeah, and then the person who googled who played Laurie in Little Women got hit by a lorry God. afterwards. And that's it. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't touch that computer, guys. I'm just going to Google that, see if I'm allowed to or not. Give me two seconds, James. No, don't <laughs> Google I that. use this computer? You'll be in a lot of trouble. Oh, no. Just come up with a wiki how of how to use a computer. How would you even get to that <laughs> if you didn't know? <laughs> just bash the keys until you get to the wiki how of how to use it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, it should be that if, if you put in absolute gibberish, that comes up. Not if you <laughs> coherently Google how to use this, can I use this computer? So, Kath and I are going to have a, co- a conflab. Uh huh. Real quick. You can just stick around. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to hang out over here. <laughs> Take your time. Thank, thank you, James. Kath hated the story. Um, thought it was very confusing, didn't get it. Loved the explanation. Loved that it's it's not actually anything to do with the house. Yeah. It's the computer that's haunted. I believe it. 
Yeah, loved all that. Hated yeah. that it had to be explained. I I don't believe that it happened in, a ha- in his house, but obviously once he explained that it didn't happen in his house, that makes sense. I do believe that the computer's haunted because when I searched for it, uh, whether I should use a computer or not, it was very slow. Okay, yeah, that's quite a good reason. Thanks. Um, what are your thoughts? Okay, I know I do. I, I believe that the computer is haunted. I do believe that. I think the computer is allowed mm. to stay in Spooktown. Yeah, the, 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 the haunted computer. The ghost within. It wasn't really clear exactly how it was. Whether the computer's a ghost or there's something in the machine that's a ghost. Yeah. Am I meant to be hearing all of this? But I, be- I believe that there's something in the machine that's a ghost, so I'm going I'm to let it stay. Should we go and let James now? Yeah, I guess. You do it. Okay. Hi, James. Hello. Can you... uh, Hello. Um, Have you reached a verdict? Welcome to Spook Down. Your haunted computer. Huh? (laughs) You worded that so strangely. (laughs) (laughs) The computer stays. The computer is part of uh, Spooktown law. Okay, that sounds good. I'm very happy about that. I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm very happy about it because I, I don't think anyone else will ever attempt to write a ghost story about a computer. So I think it will be very unique. Yeah, I agree. Also, you know, I don't know how many people you've had on this podcast so far, but I guarantee I put in not only more effort than them, but I put in so much effort that I'm embarrassed by it. <laughs> <laughs> so the computer stays. Do I stay? You can hang out for a bit. Yeah, you can stay at ours if you want. I get to kick around. Yeah, you get to kick around for a bit, but obviously you've got I me mean, you've got stuff to do, so you leave whenever you want. Thanks so much for coming to Spook Town. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This means a lot. I like Spook Spook Town and I think the computer will be very happy here. I mean, make sure when you do, you know, show the computer to people, you explain it properly. Oh, it's going to have to have a plaque next to it, yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Thank you. I respect you both. That was nice. Yeah, I uh, enjoyed that. Hmm. What's next? Oh, uh, next is... I've just got a text off Britney Spears saying her legs are haunted, so we have to watch her tell us about it through Dance Outside CEX. Mm, that doesn't really work for a podcast. I think it's more for her. This has been a Little Wonder production. Music from Rodri Vine. Logo artwork from Suze Hughes. With special thanks to Beth Forrest, Steve Pickup, Sam Roberts, Henry Widdicombe and Jerry Williams. Other podcasts from Little Wonder include I Wish I Was an Only Child. Subscribe now on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>